Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. It's time for Barbecue Nation with JT. So fire up your grill, light the charcoal, and get your smoker cooking. Now, from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland, here's JT. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, along with my co-host and... uh, world jet setter there miss leanne Whippen. <laughs> we'd like to thank the folks at painted hills natural beef beef the way nature intended and this week we have a very special guest because you've got memorial day coming up you've got father's day you've got fourth of july you've got all these summer things and they're all tied in one way or another to barbecue and grilling and that so who better to talk about the actual grills and maybe a little maintenance is Max Good from Amazing Ribs. Max hey, has been on. The, hey, Max has been on the show before, and he's always uh, full of information. That's a nice way to put it, isn't it, Max? I like it. You like it. So, how are things in Illinois? Uh pretty good. It's getting some good weather finally. Uh, it's been kind of dreary, chilly, windy. Yeah. Wet. But uh, the sun's out now. I wish I could get out on my deck and whoop it up a little bit. I actually was just was just lamenting that I haven't done any grilling or smoking for it seems like a couple weeks. Uh, so we got to get back to that too. Of course, there's so many new products out there. Yep, that's what uh, we're going to talk about. Yes, sir. So you've got you've got Memorial day, which is the kickoff, if you will, for most people for, you know, grilling, smoking, barbecuing. And then very shortly after that, within a couple, three weeks, you get father's day. Those are two huge events, especially for the people that manufacture grills and ancillary products. So why don't you tell us what's kind of new on the market? Oh, well, uh, first thing that pops into my mind is, of course, Weber just released three new uh, product lines. I guess I'd call them product lines uh, um, all at once. Um, they're they smoke fire, of course, a uh, pellet smoker, which um, they've had for a couple of years. It's gone through a couple iterations. iterations. Uh, they're calling this new model Sear Plus. I should be getting one of them pretty soon. I did take a look at it. Um, and they, there were a few things about the very original release that, uh, were objectionable. Uh, they've already been able to fix many of those things, even just with uh, over the air updates to their software. Uh, and, um, one of the last things that I questioned was the, the hopper, pellet hopper design, uh, was seemed lacking. Uh, and they claimed that they have got that licked. Uh, of course, there, this the smoke fire is is a great pellet smoker. Uh, for it's one of its biggest claims to fame is that it's not only a great smoker, and this you cannot say about just about any other pellet smoker. It's also a great grill. It gets really hot. It is a great grill. 
So the new one's supposed to be back and better than ever. Uh, they also released some griddles, and they have some new electric, small electric uh, grills um, that uh, have some pretty cool features uh, on them. So I'll be whipping through all of those. But there's there's just a heck of a lot. Next grill is coming out with a, a is is out with a lot of interesting stuff. Of course, Leanne. Big boss never sleeps, right? <laughs> right. They're always releasing stuff. Uh, Battery operated. Yeah. Have to, have to keep up with the car innovation. Oh, my. Yeah, these things come in waves. Uh, I was just at the HPB Expo um, a few months ago, and there's a, a new manufacturer called Halo. Uh, they had uh, some battery-operated devices. Um, and they also had a really interesting feature I still haven't seen on anybody, any other pellet smokers um they call it a hopper rumbler and the weber smoke fire could use this actually uh when the they're like many pellet smokers it has a sensor light that that senses when the pellet level is dropping kind of low and it'll alert you one way or another uh this not only does that it has this some vibrating mechanism on the walls that starts <laughs> vibrating the the opera and shakes the pellets down into uh the auger feet which i thought was pretty cool um yeah we go on and on about all this new stuff but boy oh boy they got a lot going on griddles were a big thing and pizza ovens are a big thing i i'm <clears throat> i'm really uh kind of fascinated <clears throat> excuse me by the griddles um or if you're in the restaurant business, you call them a flat top, I guess. Uh, we uh -huh. used to. But for a long time, the barbecue community, if you were, and those are folks in competitive barbecue or doing, you know, a lot more than the average person on the deck on the weekend. But they were kind of standoffish for a while from uh, flat tops or griddles. Now everybody's got one. And I think that's mm -hmm. great because... You know, you're not always cooking stuff that uh, goes completely on a grill grate. You know, like if you're doing if you're outside and you, you're having a weekend get together or something, it's hard to cook cash browns on a, you know, on an actual grate, uh, you know, on the racks there. They, they tend to fall through. Yeah, but, among other things. Among yeah. other things. But I think it's great that the griddles have come along because to me, it kind of completes the outdoor kitchen. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, um, I, I I recall when um, Blackstone was the first guys that were really pushing them. The camp chef had them too. Um, and Blackstone, that was sort of their claim to fame. They also had some of the early small residential pizza ovens. Um, but, uh, Blackstone, it was kind of the, what they did, you know? Right. And, uh, I questioned it too. And Meathead and I discussed it, uh, we're, we were hearing the same kind of thing that you just mentioned, Jeff. People were uh, purists, if you will. <laughs> oh, that's not important because that's not growing. And maybe it isn't, but it's still outdoors. You're still cooking outdoors. And, you know, now the the just the griddles that you throw on top of the grates in your gas grill are very popular too. So it's you know it's a tool. It's a different way of cooking. It's very effective for certain things. More effective than you know um, open 
cooking grates that you would typically find in uh, on charcoal and gas grills. Um, so, yeah, why not? You know, it's you, you don't want to end up being some Luddite, you know, these guys that, oh, that's not, that's not real smoking. Those pellet smokers, uh, that's, that's not a real thing, you know. Uh, you know, it's, it's like, well, are you really going to, not many people are going to, I'm going to diverge into this smoking thing. It, it's it's hard to smoke on wood and and you know if you really want to get traditional then you you can't even use an offset smoker those are those weren't around a thousand years ago you know right uh so uh why not why not have a griddle they're they're versatile they're great um there's, they can, there's a, well they can be used in tandem with smoking you yeah. know what i mean yeah, like yeah, you can sure. smoke something and then finish it off you know get a crispiness to it that sometimes you can't achieve with a smoker so no, I, um, I, I find it very functional. Um, I don't consider it barbecue or smoking. You're right. It's outdoor, but I do think it has its place. Yeah, I, I think it's so. Very well said, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think and, so. And of course, these ad, these small griddles are, are very popular on pellet smokers because most of them uh, don't get really super hot. But if you throw grill grates or a cast iron griddle on them, crank them up all the way. They'll, they'll get pretty hot. You can do a little sizzling on. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure the average, and this is just me, but I'm not sure the average weekend warrior needs something that gets up to 900 degrees or something. I, and I'm not telling them how to live their lives, not by any stretch, but uh, I I just don't know what the the overall functionality of that for somebody that maybe grills a steak or twice a month. Well, you know, it's, it's a nice capability to have. Uh, if you're, if you really want to sear something like yeah. shrimp, like steaks, like fajitas, um, to be able to get that kind of power uh, is, is nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you, it's not like you can't get results without it. But, you know, when you're really, when you really got heat, radiant heat, you know, like from a red hot, just burning yeah. bed of charcoal or, or a, a gasser with an infrared burners that are, can really get super hot. You throw that stuff on there, you know, and it comes off all sizzling and browned and gorgeous. And or delicious. if you're reverse searing too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of what course, you- my point just being, you know, it's it's a nice, it's like the griddle. It's nice to have. Yeah. You don't, you don't have to have everything possible out there. You, you should get the stuff that, that you want, you know. Um, if you're never going to do X, Y, Z, then why buy the equipment for it? Unless you want to expand your horizons a bit and give the, give some new things a try. Well, one of the reasons I, I brought that up is the fact that this show actually hits newbies, first timers. Uh, a lot of uh, spouses are looking for gifts for maybe Father's Day. Mother's Day is already come and gone, but something like that. And if they're relatively new to it and you're shopping and you go look at a price tag and Leanne, I want you to fill in on this but we'll have to do it after the break you look at the price tag and all of a sudden you're at a grand 
you know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. in that eight to 14 type thing or, or more. And they're thinking, well, I've actually got a budget of like five or six for, you know, Bobo over here for his father's day gift. So I want to get your takes on that. Both of you, when we come back from break, uh, we're talking with Max good from, um, I almost said Painter Hills Natural Beef, but we're talking with Max Good from AmazingRibs.com. Miss Leanne and I and Max will be back in just a couple minutes. Don't go away. Hey, everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, along with Hall of Famer, Ms. Leanne Whippen. If you want to email us, just go to barbecuenationjt.com. You can send us a note that way. Uh, you can also contact both of us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Leanne's big on Instagram. She posts a lot of videos. Yes, she is. She's got a huge amount of followings. So I, I wanted to tell you really quick. I've got some friends that live up on the East Coast. Uh, and they have a little company called Bub and Muthas, M-U-T-H-A-S. Um, John is the actual name of the guy that uh, owns it. Anyway, he's a veteran and he owns this gourmet dry rub company and he's, John's been on a mission for a long time. So each year between Memorial Day and Veterans Day, a portion of every bottle of their dry rub sold goes to, uh, national veterans charities last year the main veteran product got 2500 bucks for them uh their national charity selection this year is tunnels to towers we're all familiar with that if you watch tv at all started right after 9 11 and it's been building homes and paying off mortgages for families of veterans lost disabled and first responders that all were centered around 9 11 so you can check it out at bub and mirthas that's b-u-b-n-m-u-t-h-a-s.com okay now the question i ask is we're talking price range because we always do that on this show when we have max on do you think that it's kind of a i'll go to leanne first actually do you think that's a consideration for a lot of people or do you think it's like Absolutely. Money uh, is a consideration for every purchase. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And people are looking for value and well-made things. So it's value for the dollar. Um, That's why I am a big proponent of Pit Boss because you get a lot for the dollar. And, you know, like their pellet grills do the sear. They have that function on there where most of the pellet grills don't have that. So you're getting a two-in-one rather than having to buy two items um and spend that extra money so yeah money is definitely a consideration i do think that people look at reputation i think they look at the online stars you know what people are saying about it um mm-hmm. but it, it all comes down for a lot of people money um because otherwise everybody would b- spend the most you know on the most expensive grill and call it a day but right. no, they're shopping they're shopping and there's a huge gap between next grill and uh twin eagles there's that's a, <laughs> yeah. that's a house in between there you know so max what's your take on that well i absolutely agree with leanne i you know price is always an issue 
I mean, unless you're just filthy rich, but not many people are, you know. People all the time ask me, hey Max, what's what's the what's the best gas grill that I should buy? What and I be yeah, there's there's a couple pieces of uh information they need to answer before we can even proceed. And well biggest one of the biggest ones is is price. What is your budget, you know? Um and you know, thankfully there's there's a, a enormous variety of equipment out there these days in all different price ranges. And um you know, you can get some pretty decent stuff for the four or five hundred dollar range. It's not too bad. Uh it's obviously not gonna be as good as something that's a lot more expensive and well made. But you know, if you're a first timer and you just want to dip your toes into it, uh it's there. I just be careful though. You don't want to <laughs> There's a lot of dogs out there too, you know. Right. There's another thing Leanne said that was that I absolutely agree with is look at what people are saying. You know, if you're going to go to Home Depot and they're selling, well, they're selling next grill equipment. You know, I think they got an exclusive in the U.S. on that. And um, take a take a look at what uh, people who bought the things are saying. You know, I, I always look for some kind of consensus when I look at those um, consumer reviews. You know, be they. People putting their stars on on rating out. I I actually bought this thing, and I used it. And here's what I think: I'm giving it this many stars. You look you look for well, is there only ten or twenty reviews? In which case, that's becomes a little suspect. But if there's hundreds, and there's a trend, you know, like most people like it, you know, most people like it or love it, and maybe ten percent are like eh, or I hate it. That's actually fairly positive for the product, you know. Um, but if it's the other way around, you probably should move on to some other model. Um, but uh, but yeah, first timers, I can understand where they where they are maybe keeping their purse strings even a little tighter. Um, I mean, in which case, I often tell people, have you considered charcoal? You can get a gorgeous Weber kettle for, you know, a couple hundred bucks. And it will, we talked about the ability to sear. You can smoke, you can sear, you can do whatever the heck you want on a kettle, you know. Yeah. It just requires a bit more technique, but it's not that difficult. But if well, you're really watching your your dollars, <laughs> it's it's a good thing to at least consider it. Well, that's one of the things I actually like about the flat top. Um, is they're not overly expensive. I don't know the price points on, on Pip Boss. I know that Blackstone, they have two or three different sizes and a couple different models, but... Blackstone's got a lot these days. Yeah, but you're you're still looking at, if you want to go right in the middle, you're probably looking at, what, about 300 bucks? Give or take, eh, a little probably bit. more around five, six. I would okay. think. Okay, but, but they do make cheaper one by being less expensive ones. Yes, and then there's the small tabletop models too. You know, Leanne, what is the the range? I don't expect you to know it by heart, um, but like the range for pit boss uh, griddles, grills, flat tops. Well, as you said, you can get anything from a tabletop to you know a four burner, a large one. Um, although the larger ones, you know, are 
quote portable because they do come off of the base. But um, to me, for the value of the dollar, you know, you're talking 300 and up. I yeah. think that's very reasonable. Mm-hmm. What, is, what are the differences you're seeing in the new models coming out from the various companies? I mean, there's oh. do- dozens of them, so we don't have time for every one of them, but pick two or three and kind of compare them. Uh, different models or, do, or features? Different yeah. features. And actually, we're going to oh, pick okay. that up on the other side of the break or I'll get yelled at again. Uh, <laughs> but we'll be back with um, Hall of Famer, Ms. Leanne Whippen, myself, and Max Good from Amazing Ribs right after this. Hey, are you ready to fire up your grill and get ready to taste the difference this spring and summer? Hi, I'm JT, and I'm thrilled to announce our further collaboration with Painted Hills Natural Beef to bring you your best barbecue experience. As a special treat, Barbecue Nation listeners get a 15% off discount by just typing in the code Barbecue Nation when you check out. So all you got to do is go to the Painted Hills Natural Beef website, click on the store, place your order, and when it has discount or code at the bottom, type in BBQ Nation. Don't miss out on this really juicy deal from Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. Uh, I'm JT, along with Leanne Whippen and Max Good. This week from AmazingRibs.com, uh, we'd like to thank the uh, folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef. The uh, online store opening discount worked well, and I think we're going to bring that back. I, I have to verify that, but it looks like we'll do that again. And also, drum roll, please, uh, pig powder. Uh, pig powder was invented by Leanne's dad. Uh, his nickname was Trim Tab because he flew. Uh, he was a commercial pilot, and his real name was Jim, and it was actually coveted a while back as the best rub on the planet. And it's used by winning pit masters for over 30 years and is now available online at pigpowder.com. So, uh, and like I always say, if you're really nice, Leanne might autograph something for you. Mm-hmm. You just never know. So let's get back and talk with... Uh, with Max Good here from Amazing Ribs. I did a little uh, search and I was saying 300 and up on a flat top, but right now you can get a flat top portable pit boss for 110 bucks on sale from 150 and it has 2,500, it's over four and a half stars. So you don't even have to spend a lot to get a smaller one. Yeah. I mean, then you can test it out. If you want to go bigger, go bigger. Go out there and make some bacon and eggs in the morning. See how it works. Yeah, you can do that. Um, the pellet grills, Max, they're, you know, gas grills are still, as far as I know, the number one sellers in the country. And, and, you know, again, it's that there's that kind of dichotomy between are you a competitive type barbecue person or are you uh, one of the media wizards that's always cooking stuff and putting it out on social media, your websites, et cetera. Or are you just the weekend warrior who likes to have friends over and you have a nice weekend like that? Some of the traditionalists don't like pellet grills. I happen to like them. I have a couple of them. I know Leanne uses them. Um, Meathead uses them. I think Max, I you them. use them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the, but there's a range too. There's the kind of entry level ones up to some that do everything but drive you to, to work. 
<laughs> yes, sir. So, so kind of tell people one what they should be looking for, and give us some examples of some actual uh, cookers that uh, you're using in your references. Um, well, as you mentioned, there's some that are more uh, just straightforward, basic. They don't have a lot of technology on them or a lot of extras. And I like Leanne. I'm I'm a fan of Pit Boss. They make some really great uh, equipment in all different price ranges. And if you want to go mm-hmm. a step up, you can go to their uh, parent company, um, top top of the line models, which are the Louisiana grills. Right. Um, but there's they they're so popular that competition just went bonkers. You got all kinds of. If if you're just looking for basic and and uh, entry level price points, there's a lot of stuff out there. Uh, we tested a Z grill, which is just uh, bare bones. They have some more techy, uh, feature rich models too for more money, uh, but they're known for you know, you know just value, you know. And and we mentioned Next Grill several times now. They have a, a couple new pellet. Smokers that I haven't tested yet, but I'm hearing that they're not too bad. Uh, and then as you move up, technology for is one of the biggest things that pops to my mind. Uh, by nature, pellet smokers were kind of high tech, even when they first came out, uh, especially once they made a conversion from these really primitive, uh, they just had a they didn't have the ability to actually have thermostatic control and temperature setting the, the early Traeger models and Louisiana. They just had these dials that said low, medium, and high. And <laughs> yeah, all that regulated that. was was the pellet feed. So it wouldn't matter if, if you're trying to smoke and it's 100 degrees out with the sun blaring down and you put it on low, it's going to give just as much firepower to the fire pot as if it's 10 below zero and there's a foot of snow on the ground. So you can see right there where there, there was a problem. But now it's it's just, you're not going to see that anymore. There I'll give you trend. an example of that. I was just in Fargo, North Dakota. We had a foot of snow. And we were doing an event out there with different manufacturers. But we had our pit boss pellet grills out there. And I'm like, you know, it's freezing out. This is, And we're doing brisket classes. And I said, it's not going to happen. You know, because I, I certainly don't cook in the snow out here. It's not going to hold the temp. I'm going to have to put a blanket on it. Didn't have that. And of course, now you can set the temperature and it held and it it went to the higher temperature. And I was absolutely amazed in the cold weather because I remember having an electric smoker and I called it the green monster because I would take this <laughs> green blanket and I'd wrap it in there. You know, when I lived in Virginia and it snowed rarely, but just to keep the heat in. But the pellet cookers... They have advanced and they do hold the heat. And it, it's it's amazing without it being a chore. Right yeah. now you can monitor it on your phone with the Wi-Fi. I mean, you can stay inside where it's warm and still achieve great yeah, and, barbecue. And all, this, all this great stuff like uh, like what you're talking about, the electronics and the technology, it's becoming commonplace now, just like thermostatic control. Uh, it's it's you pretty much expected. You expect to see uh, integrated meat probes, you you plug the you plug the meat probe right into your pellet smoker and stick the the probe in the meat, and you expect Wi-Fi now. 
So you yeah. can have an uh, app on your smartphone and, and you don't even have to go <laughs> look at the thing. If the thing's working right, then we get into another, uh, a bit of a different ball game there too when we talk about uh, connectivity to a wireless network. But that's really kind of a separate issue um, that perhaps we shouldn't deal with right now. But yeah, yeah. But, off the table. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> But, exactly. but it's, it's, it's great stuff. It's very convenient. Uh, I remember in my early days when I was pinching my pennies a lot, um, I a, a buddy of mine had to talk me into spending an extra 40, 50 bucks on, on the Weber kettle with the, uh, what did they call it back there? The Well, it's the ash bucket on the bottom. Oh, okay. And I said, oh, I don't want to spend that extra money on that. And he goes, Max, it's convenience. You'll be glad you did. And I was glad I did after I mm-hmm. put the thing. You know, so now you got all this stuff where some people say, well, I'll never use that. And I'm like, well, maybe they won't. I don't know. But um, it's pretty nice. I've had a, a couple people poo-poo them. And uh, I have you ever have you ever used it? And if they have, that's antiquated systems um, that I know didn't work very well. And the stuff now is is really Traeger's app is is really great at Wi-Fi. Um, so it, it's it's nice to have. I, I like it, but it, it isn't necessary on any pellet smoker. You can just uh, control it from the control panel on the front of the unit. Um, but I encourage people. It's even kind of cool. This it took me a while to to get won over by some of these guided recipes. But uh, some some companies have some pretty extensive recipe libraries, and it's right there on your phone. Mm-hmm. And you can do you know, it's sort of fun, just even though I have a plenty of recipe books. Uh, but it's sort of fun to just pull out the phone and go, let's see, well, let me see if I make something that I haven't made before. And then it guides you through it. All right, first you do the, here's all the ingredients you need. Then you do this. Then you mix the spices. Then you... Uh, it's just, I don't know, it's, it's different. Usually they come out pretty good or very good. Um, but uh, again, you know, it's, it's, it expands your capabilities. Yes. Uh-huh. I, the one reason I like the pellet grills, and I use them all, um, pellets and gas and have an old offset and all that kind of stuff. And charcoal, of course, got a couple of those. But I like the pellets. Just for convenience. Right. You set it, you get it to whatever temp, whatever you're doing, whether it's a rack of ribs or what have you, and you put it in there and you can kind of, after you get used to it and you know your hopper will last you, if it's completely full, it'll last you five hours or eight hours or whatever it is. But, you know, and I still check it once in a while, but I can kind of put it in there and kind of forget about it for you know, a bit and go on and do other things, whether I'm preparing a, the rest of the meal or I'm going outside and playing Mario Andretti on my riding lawnmower. Either way, <laughs> it's it's there. And and what what is your biggest feature that you like, Leanne, about the pellet grills? It's definitely convenience. Uh, you don't have to wait for charcoal to get ready. It's not as messy. Pellets are inexpensive. I saw a 40-pound bag for 12 bucks. That's going to last you for a long time, depending on how many, you know, long cooks you have. Um, so it's, 
you know, you aren't having to clean a lot of dishes. I mean, you, clean, you just <laughs> scrape off the grill with a, you know, grill brush and you're done. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a matter totally of convenience and you don't have to manage the fire. So it's good for those who don't want to or those who are just learning or just don't want to deal with, you know, the fire, the wood and, you know, whatever. And, you know, now the pellets come in all different flavors. So you can, you know, pick and choose what you like. It isn't just one. You can go apple, cherry, competition blend, whatever it is. Um, so it's expense, you know, they're electric. You aren't dealing with gas tanks and the expense of LP tanks. Um, there's multitudes of reasons why pellets are good. Um, you know, and, you know, maybe for the diehard barbecuers, I get it. But, you know, there are people out there that want and and could use this product. I couldn't have put it better myself. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, no, I just think it's they're real handy here. Um, we're going to go to break again. And when we come back, Kel Phelps is going to give us an update on National Barbecue and Grilling Association. They've got a big uh, sauce contest going on right now. The other day, Kel told me how many bottles of different sauces they get to judge. My God, it'd take you forever. It's a uh, lot. It's a lot. Anyway, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. Uh, I'm JT, along with Leanne. We've got Max Good with us today from AmazingRibs.com. But first, we're going to listen to Kel Phelps give us a quick update on the NBBQA. Hey, welcome, y'all, and thanks for listening. Here's what's smoking now. Travelers to Kansas City won't even need to leave the airport to get a taste of the city's signature barbecue thanks to the new $1.5 billion Kansas City International Airport Terminal that recently opened. The stylish 48 airport terminal opened in late February after five years of construction. The neat thing about this newly opened terminal is the highlighting of Kansas City's ties to competition barbecue in the area of the terminal known as the Made for Kansas City Barbecue Experience, which features an 8,000 square foot competition barbecue themed restaurant and a retail location that sells barbecue rubs, sauces, and memorabilia. OHM Concession Group manages the large location with licensing agreements with the Barbecue Spot, which is a subsidiary of Old World Spices, the American Royal, Smoking Magic Barbecue, and the Stockyards Brewing Company. The cool thing is that proceeds from the location benefit Operation Barbecue Relief and the Kansas City Barbecue Society. According to our sources, this new barbecue joint location has the only wood-burning barbecue pit at an airport in the entire world. An enormous ventilation system was put in place so that the smoke does not fill the air inside the terminal or damage the jet engines of the planes taking off or landing at the airport. If you're a true barbecue and grilling fan, then you'll want to put this made-for-Kansas City barbecue experience visit on your bucket list soon. Hey guys, thanks as always, and until next month, keep it smoking. Thank you, Kel. We appreciate that. You can go to the NBBQA 
website and uh, find out more information. They've got contests going on. In fact, they've even got a contest going on about your sending in photos, your barbecue photos, and you might end up on the cover of one of their magazines. Um, but we're, we're more importantly right now is we're talking to Max Good from AmazingRibs.com. If you don't know, Max is their, he's their mad scientist, not on the food portion, but on the technical portion of all the grills. And Max goes through and, you know, assembles them, tests them, puts them under adverse conditions at times. He is the expert. And it's so nice to have the go-to person. I want to ask you, though, have you tried the new Pit Boss battery operated? I have not. Uh, I uh, need to get up to speed in just about all brands. Um, I've I've gotten my hands on enough Pit Boss equipment to to know that I like it. and I. And I'm constantly uh, amazed by the the breadth of the catalog. It keeps changing every year too. Uh, so it's it's an the battery operated is genius in my opinion. I mean, we're in hurricane world down here, so uh-huh. uh, you can sit there and cook without power on a pellet grill with a battery operated, you know, unit. It's just I have not tried it either. Um, I'm assuming it's just like cars They're, you know, there's some of them are outperforming regular gas cars. So I'm hoping that, uh, the same will happen in the grill category. Yeah. I mean, the, the pellet smokers don't draw an enormous amount of power. Unlike some of these electric grills can suck up a lot of power. Uh, I understand that in Europe, they have the different, um, uh, electric system with 220 coming out of the, out of the wall that it's not as big of a uh, issue as some of the electric grills I understand, and I'm still learning about them, can really suck up a lot of power and blow circuits here in the U.S. because we don't have that mm-hmm. uh, level, you know. Um, um, but to the pellet smokers, I, I don't believe suck up a lot of power. So I would like to think then that uh, batteries are a pretty straightforward proposition. I mean, either they're charged or they're not. Right, because they're charged, it should work. It should work for a pellet smoker, uh, I think. Although that's that's a kind of a new era area for me too. And so, and being an expert, um, uh, you know, while I have you here, um, I am in the market for a pizza oven, and I kind of want your lowdown on pizza ovens, if you can do oh a quick boy. synopsis. Meathead's really the pizza guy, and okay. one of my he's, other he's colleagues. on next week. Yeah, <laughs> well, he would be he would be the guy to talk to about pizza. But I mean, there's a, there again, it's how much you want to spend too. Um, the the new the new Blackstone looks pretty good. Some of the Blackstone came up with it's catching on now. Is they have the um, powered pizza stone that spins, oh. so you don't have to flip the thing. They came up with that years ago. And I'm seeing it even on the high end ones like uh, Blaze is coming out with a new one that they're all worked up about. But it's kind of pricey. It's a luxury outdoor kitchen stainless steel uh, model. And it, but it has that amongst other things. Um, but yeah, there, there's man. So there's it spins the pizza the whole time while it's cooking or you can push it and spin it as you see fit. It it spins, and I got to admit that I don't know all the precisely how the operation, whether it just is constantly spinning or if it has variable speed. Some of their stuff is battery powered too, Leanne. Mm-hmm. Um, but but they're not the only ones. But then there's um, of course Uni. They yeah. kind of came on like a 
like a ton of brick ovens, you know, uh, yeah. right. with their small and relatively inexpensive uh, pizza ovens. Gosney has some s- stuff now. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they're popping up all over. Some people, some are promoting them as uh, multifunction systems, which which they can be. You know, if you put like a cast iron pan in there, you can sear steaks and stuff. Uh, they should get really hot. Uh, to to do pizza right, you want to have there. That's something you really want the nine hundred degrees for. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is there is that battery unit so you can swap it out? So let's say like in Leanne's case, they get a a big storm down there in Florida, and if you had two batteries, you could probably know that you'd be good to cook for a week or ten days or however long they last, as long as you you know turn it on and off as prescribed. But do they have them so you can swap out a battery? Yeah, I I, I imagine there might be some models for, where for some reason you can't do that. But I almost doubt that that even happens. I mean, batteries, they're just a storage device. I don't right. see what would what would necessitate a certain... Maybe not battery. using them? Uh, well, if they lose their charge, that's, yeah. that's a different thing, but... As long as they're tri- fully charged, I would think that you could uh, swap it out, as Jeff said. You know, so uh, if you if you felt like you needed to store some up, uh, get as many as you feel that you need and charge them all up before. Well, that you could also take your car in. and jump it, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. True, true. Well, we have a they're generator good, here, so yeah. It's just a, it's just a power storage unit. Uh, to... Right. All right. Max, good. Thank you very much. Thank you always. so much. Very informative, yes. as always. Yes. Oh, it's always a pleasure being with you guys. And Miss Leanne, um, after we do after hours, I go take a nap because I know you're tired. You, you didn't get home till the middle of the night from a trip to California. Yeah. Uh, we've got um, Meathead from Amazing Ribs coming up. Uh, and also John Holder, the Hot Sauce Sensei coming up. Both of those in the next couple of weeks. So until then, remember our motto, turn it, don't burn it. And uh, I invite you to stick around for after hours. Until then, have a good week and take care, everybody. Barbecue Nation is produced by JTSD LLC Productions in association with Envision Networks and Salem Media Group. All rights reserved.